Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to record this. I, I got received permission to record all the classes that, uh, that we do. So, um, just so you know, I'm recording the audio. And I used to do that years ago when I used to come down. Um, so we're going to start doing that again. Hopefully, God willing, I'll be able to come into, uh, into the mission soon. I'm only away for a little while, I think. So, um, you guys are a little blurry. How many, how many guys, how many out there recognize and know me? Does anyone, has anyone ever heard me speak before? Everybody's every couple people. Okay. Were people here like, I guess two weeks ago I was, can you guys hear me? Okay. Okay. Perfect. How, how many, um, how many were, have been here for, oh, maybe some of you guys were working. I spoke, um, on your television, I guess, uh, two weeks ago. How many were there for that? Just like two people, three people, four people. Okay. And so like half the class is okay. All right. So, um, my name's Jeffrey and, uh, and, I basically um, have been coming to the mission for for about 20 years, and I'm away right now during the COVID thing. I can work online. I have an elder elderly dad, so I'm able to kind of help out. Um, and God willing, we'll be back soon. So, um, but I've been I've been coming to the mission and sharing my testimony for for about 20 years now, and uh, that all started. I think it would have been October of, of uh, 2000, okay? So um, so it's always great to, to, to be back. And uh, I've been wanting to, to bring praise and worship uh, or some element of music to the class through this TV. So this is a whole new experience. Unfortunately, I guess you're just going to hear me. It might work out fine. It might be even sometimes simpler is better. But I have a system here. I'm an engineer and I'm I'm a music engineer as well as an electrical engineer and I'm a musician. So and I own a recording studio and all that kind of stuff. That's that's what I do for work and that's my profession and uh and so I have a a, a um remote recording uh system that I use in my regular work. This is the first time I'm actually trying to do something live with a guitar. That shouldn't really change anything, but I got I got bombarded with a bunch of phone calls for work before this and I I couldn't spend enough time evidently to, to troubleshoot it. So I want to do a test. I just want to, let's see. Let's see if you, can you hear that? Can you hear that guitar? You can. Can you, if I sing and play, I just want to know, cause I don't know what the heck you guys are hearing. I have decided to follow Jesus. Can you hear that? Is it, how, is it coming out loud enough? If you guys praise along to it, are you going to be able, still be able to hear it, you think? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Have you guys had, had any music through the TV before? Has anyone done this before? Okay, this okay. so we're, we're breaking new ground here. All right. Um, well, let's get at it, and let's... let's you guys want to hear it? You guys want to talk today? Or you want to you want to do some a little bit of music? A little okay. That's what people usually say. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do that. It's funny. I I've been I've been um, coming to the mission for a long time. I used to always bring the guitar or use the keyboard, and uh, and then there was a season there. I really felt led to to speak. So we'll we'll do a little of both probably. 
Um, before we start, why don't we why don't we just pray together? Um, ask the Lord to to bless this time together, Father. We we come before you, recognizing that we are um, in complete need of you. Lord, we need, we really, we, 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 we just acknowledge that, that, and I certainly acknowledge, I need you 100%. I, I, I need you, I need you all the way, and I want to say sorry for the times I haven't been 100% for you. I know you are faithful and are 100% for me, but I'd like to say I'm sorry that for the times that I've been 99.9% for you or, or less, and I, and I do recognize I've been a lot less in, in many, many circumstances. Father, I do also acknowledge your, your mercy and your forgiveness and what your son did on the cross, Jesus, to forgive our sins. I'd like to ask you to give me the grace to turn to you and to continue to try to do your will and to try to really turn to your ways, Lord, because your ways are always much better than my own ways. I've learned that. So, Father, um, I do thank you for your forgiveness in, in faith. I, I, I believe in it, and I know. I know who you are. I know, I know that you're a forgiving God, and I thank you for those, that forgiveness, Lord. I ask you for forgiveness, uh, and I, I think ju- just um, I feel like we're— most of us here, if not all of us, are in agreement with that to ask for forgiveness today from the Lord. Um, so, Father, we, we acknowledge all the sins that we committed and we failed to do, the things that we failed not to, not, you know, that if we knew to do the right thing that, and we didn't do it, we, I'd also like to ask for forgiveness for that. And with the faith that we know that you are a forgiving God, we also know that Jesus told us that we could ask for your Holy Spirit in his name and that you would, you'd be happy to send that Holy Spirit. So, Father, I ask for that Holy Spirit to help me and to help everyone here and everyone in this room and everyone at the Sunrise Bible Mission, everyone that is working that's not in the in the present with us today, all those staff members and all the patrons that that give of their time and give of their finances to help financially support Sunrise Mission and all the missions throughout the country. I, I'd like to pray, Father, that you send more of the Holy Spirit to all of us to strengthen us and encourage us, to give us a spirit of joy and a spirit of love, and a spirit of patience, and a spirit of understanding, and all the wonderful things that happen when we are touched by your spirit, Lord. A spirit of peace where it just feels like there's couldn't be any peace, Lord. We know that your peace is, we know that where the light shines in the darkness, the darkness does not overcome it. And Father, we just ask you to shine that light in Sunrise Bible Mission, in myself, in everyone here, for those who want to receive the light of Jesus, the light of God, to let that light in. That's a healing light. That's a delivering light. That's a, that's a, that's a light that, that, that corrects us. Lord, we ask for that correction 
Um, you, you promised to renew our minds. You have renewed my mind, and you continue to renew my mind, and I thank you for that, Lord. I ask you to help renew my brothers' and sisters' minds today, those who want that. You know, anyone that wants that, Lord, we just ask you to give it to them. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Yes, Father, whatever they want, give it to them. Maybe some people don't want it, and that's fine too. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory today. Amen. Amen. When we pray like that, does anyone feel the Holy Spirit? Okay, good. There are a couple people, a couple people are witness to that. That's wonderful. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can be felt. And sometimes the Holy Spirit's working a whole bunch and we don't even know what's happening. That's just the way it is. All right. I'm going to sing a true story. I like true stories. This is an old tune. It's weird because I feel like I have no idea how it sounds out there, but you're telling me you can hear me. That's a true story. Praise the Lord. All right. Yeah. Amen. All right. How's that working with the music on the television? I don't know what that's like. It's different being in the room, but um, is it all right? Raise your hand if you think this is ministering to you. If not, we can do something else. You know, okay, all right. Thank you for telling me that. That's the most hands I saw in the in the in the in, in ever the experience of of this uh, <laughs> of this TV thing. So I'll I'll take that as as we're on, on the right track here. All right. So you got to let me know. You know why? Because I'm here to serve you. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I that's what I'm doing right now. I'm here to serve. I need to know your feedback's important to me. Because how am I going to serve you if I don't know, you know, and of course I, more than anything, need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows what you need and what I need better than what we, what we know. However, we do know some things. We do know what ministers to us and what's helping us. So I, I'm here to serve you. I have this, this skill to make music and, and I have other abilities. So I, you know, whatever God wants to use, that's what I want to do, you know, because basically... Uh, that's where I'm at in my life, and I and I I just want to serve the Lord, and He wants us to serve each other. Amen. Yeah, thanks, man. That is a good song, isn't it? That's a great song. There's some old songs that I really, really, really um, appreciate. Some of the older tunes. I got another one right here. As a matter of fact, I like these songs uh, that. Um, uh, Sometimes it's tough, um, I have to say, right? Because a lot of us are, uh, uh, well, most people are having hard times. And uh, and that's now, and that was before, and that's probably going to be in the future. And that's just the way of the world. We've always had hard times. This is a hard world. And uh, um, our, 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 our fathers had a hard time, and our mothers had a hard time. Some of us don't even know our mothers and fathers, maybe, but we can be pretty sure they had a hard time. And our grandfathers, all our grandfathers had hard times and grandmothers. And all our great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers, they had hard times. And everybody going back to Adam and Eve had hard times. We can read that in the scripture about a lot of those folks. And we can read about all those hard times. But one thing is certain, that the Lord helps people who seek him through hard times. 
I've seen, I see that in the scripture, but I know that from my own experience. I can come here and say that. Now, does that mean I'm always happy? No. Uh, have I had joy in unusual circumstances? Yes. You know, um, I can, I guess I have, but sometimes I go to events and people, you know, they put on that happy face and I feel like it's fake. And I, I don't feel that's real Christianity personally. This is my personal feeling. Everyone has a right to their own feelings, I believe. But I'm here to just share my own personal experience and the way I see it. So to me, when it says the truth will make me free, which is what I desire, I desire to be free. Um, so I try to live an honest, truthful life. And I find that by doing so, uh, I have a lot less worries and I, I have a better clarity and I have found that it has made me free. The truth does make, has made me free. And I have some more freeing to do. I have some more freeing to do. I woke up today and I had, I woke up today. I woke up today sometime in the middle of the night, sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up because I wake up a few times in the night and I had a vision of Facebook of all things, right? I wasn't thinking about Facebook. I was just kind of half asleep and half awake. And I had a vision of Facebook and I felt like the Lord said, get, get out of that thing. Stay away from that thing. And then I had a vision of a chain. A chain went like from the sky all the way down. It was like, it didn't, I didn't see heaven. I, don't, I just saw a chain going in this direction, a big chain. You know, I said, man, that's a chain. That's, that's a chain. I got it must be a chain. And I don't want to be chained. I'm not interested in being chained. All right, so this is kind of like a, a gospel song that um, is older, which and has stood the test of time, you know. Like I hear people say, what's the number one song? You know, I, whatever it is, I don't know. But... But um, then I'm like, well, what about Beethoven, man? We're still talking about him. I, that's, that's a career. Not these pop stars that like are here today and gone tomorrow. What about Beethoven? We can, we're people still talking about him. We're still hearing their music. And this is an old song. This is called Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. A song like Amazing Grace and the last song we sang. Those, those are songs that are standing the test of time. That's an amazing thing to me. Swing low. Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that song always gets me. I don't know about you guys. Man, that's, just, that's one heck of a song right there. I don't even know if we know who. It's traditional. I don't even know if we know the name of the per person. Do you know that years ago, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, there's there's music that was made, and they never put a name on the song. They never put a name on the song. And the, and the reason that I have been told that people didn't put their name on the song is because they didn't believe it was their song. They believe God gave them that song, and that that's God's song and the people's song. That's not someone's song that some publisher owns or some, and you see these, you know, big battles in the music industry and, but who owns what and so on. Yeah, that's a very different philosophy, you know, and uh, it's very interesting. I remember as a kid, I grew up in Massachusetts and uh, um, 
my family immigrated to the United States. My grandparents immigrated to the United States. And my father's parents immigrated from Italy. Uh, and they met in the United States. And my my mother's parents immigrated from French Canada and, and uh, the Cajun territory of, of Nova, Sco- Nova Scotia area. So I'm mostly Cajun, really, but uh, uh, on that bloodline. Uh, so um, uh, they came to the United States because they needed an, they needed a break, actually. You know, they needed a break. And they came here and they worked very hard and, and, and uh, sometimes worked, you know, they, they say my grandfather worked himself to death just trying to make the bills. Um, you know, it was, it, and that's just the way it was. But they did make a better life for us. I mean, I'm so grateful, incredibly grateful for what they did. And um, that being said, with time, my grandparents were able to buy a very, um, a very uh, kind of a working man's cottage on a river that empties into Plymouth Bay in Massachusetts. And Plymouth is where the pilgrims landed. As a matter of fact, right down the street from us was a homestead of a man who came on the Mayflower. And that man um, was an indentured servant. And what is an indentured servant? A lot of people don't know what that is. That's people primarily at that time, well, at least in this case, would have been from Europe, Europeans who needed a break. So they sold themselves to somebody so they, what, what happened was to get on the Mayflower costs money. If you didn't have the money, how are you going to pay for it? So you basically say, I'll work for you for 10 years, 20, whatever the agreement was, and not make money. I'll just work for you and to pay it off. And um, it's kind of like the credit card system, except in the credit card system, most people don't pay it off. They keep getting, they keep getting stuck, you know. Or even the even the the system we have with with trying to buy a house, which is hard enough. But who the heck? I mean, it's like, hey, I paid off my house, man. Yeah, you're 95 years old, man. You know, it's like you've been working for the man for so long, man. It's something. It's quite quite a system. But uh, some things never change, and you do the best you can. And the way I look at it is, is uh, um, it's it's not you know, we do the best we can. That's that's the best thing we can do. But uh, uh, but going back to that story, we had I was remembering how you know this was when this is I'm 51. This is this is a time period in our history when there were three television channels. There was no cable television. There were only three channels. There was terrestrial radio. FM radio was like brand new, at least to the popular public to the po- to the public. And there were two UHF channels. You could get a couple channels. You could see cartoons and stuff. It was often fuzzy and snowy on TV. A lot of us had black and white televisions instead of color TVs, right? There was no Facebook. There was no internet. There was no phones that were allegedly smartphones, whatever. There was none of that stuff, right? And, um, and you know, what you might not know uh, is that from where I'm from, there was a lot of fighting, right? Uh, I mean, people came, and it was like, you're just trying to, you're just trying to put food on the table. And so the, the Irish immigrants came, and others, but the Irish came to the Boston area before the Italians and before the French Canadians. Well, the French Canadians came pretty early, too. But, but, 
but certainly before the Italians and other immigrants. And the Irish were enslaved, actually. A lot of, there was slavery, actually, here of, of the Irish people. And, and if they weren't slaves, they were treated like slaves. A lot of them died building. A lot of the great buildings you see in New York City, they were built by the Irish and other immigrants, Polish and so on. Most of it was a European, uh, uh, the Europeans that came in. But So I'm speaking about that demographic because that's where I grew up around, right? So, and, and, and so, so people from that demographic that we used to, you know, I mean, our ancestors just used to have bloody battles with chains and pipes, and it's a very fighting town. I mean, it used to be. Boston's changed. Boston's a lot different than it used to be even when I was there growing up. And, and much different than when my father was growing up and my great uncles, who used to fight every day. They didn't, you know. As a matter of fact, the cat, we, we grew up Catholic, of course, uh, which was very common for the Irish or the Italians. And so, so uh, the Catholic school system was built because the, they, they were not teaching the Catholic kids. All the, ki- all the Catholic kids were at the back of the school. They wouldn't pay attention to them in many cases. So they st- that's why you see a lot of these Catholic schools and hospitals everywhere. So, um, but the Irish and the Italians, we, we had a lot of fun. We fought each other. You know, now we're intermarried. <laughs> you know, I mean, now it's like we're all intermarried, right? That was considered a mixed marriage back when I was a little kid, you know? Um, and so, but anyway, I get to that point because we got this little cottage and most of the people that were in this region, um, it was kind of poor, small, little, tiny, poor kind of poor cottages, but they were cottages. It was what, you know, it was great to have a place to go, you know, if you didn't have to work. And, and, uh, and I have to say, you know, and it was there that I ended up, I mean, I have people I call auntie and uncle that are Irish. Now they were like, they were my uncle and auntie. We, we became very close and all of us people in that area, there were some pretty rough people. It's a very territorial. There's a lot of, um, Normal things that happen when you're trying to survive gangs and mafias and things, all that kind of stuff. It's normal. People are just trying to survive. People are trying to do the best they can. People make choices they regret. We all do that. Um, but at any rate, uh, uh, the, the, the point that I wanted to make is that a group of us got along really well that traditionally didn't get along. I mean, we, the, you know, it's like you hear the stories of the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? Right, those 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 type of battles and stuff between people over territory, over whatever. I don't know what they were fighting about. I don't know the history there, but but um uh and we used to get together and the kids, all the kids, we were all friends. We we used to get together and uh on Saturday night or Friday night, we would have we'd we'd take a um sheets and put them up on clotheslines. We use flashlights and we put on shows, kind of like you guys do at the mission. You know how you guys put on shows? We used to do that. That was our entertainment, man. We used to like create skits and we used to play and sing. We used to tell stories. I'll tell you, I miss those times. They were really good times back then. And it's a sad thing today, you know. And that, it's speaking about music, right? Music being free. This was free entertainment. You know, God has blessed each and every one of us. You're going to notice that if you're new to the mission, when you when you see these plays you guys get involved in, you're going to find out that people sitting next to you have talents you didn't even know, and you're going to find out maybe you have talent you didn't even remember you had or didn't even know you had. I mean, I have seen, and I've been I'm in the entertainment industry. I am, and I am, I am on the, 
I try. I, I'm I'm partially in the inside of the entertainment industry. I'm I've been intentionally not fully inside of the entertainment industry, and uh, and so that's a long story. But but I am. I'm very close with a lot of people that are very inside the the, the entertainment industry, so um, so I, I'm around a lot, and I always have been. I've always been because my father was a professional musician, and, and he was you know at a. I've been involved in it for a long time, my whole life. So when I go to the mission, I see wow, man, it's like you know someone gets up and sings. You're like, oh man, see the Lord deposited this ability for that person to sing. Some people they he deposited ability to play those congas in there. If they if they're still there, you know, or a tambourine, play, get have rhythm. Some people don't have rhythm, and some people do, and some people have great rhythm. And you're like, wow, man, listen to that guy play a tambourine. And we had these two men that were friends with my dad, Irish guys, that played tambourines like you could not believe. They could put on a show with two tambourines, jokes, and singing, just singing, that you would never believe how great it was. It's incredible how when I went to Africa as a missionary, okay. I saw people that could praise the Lord like I've never seen in my whole life with just with three drums and singing and clapping. There were no guitars, there was no symph- you know, there was no symphonic instruments, there were no drum sets, there wasn't uh, you know, now sometimes you go to a church and it's I mean to me it's I guess everybody's has a different, you know, if it's blessing people, I think it's great. However, on a personal level, I don't really feel like seeing a concert when I go to church. Just my, it's just the way I feel. And, uh, you know, sometimes I go and I try to visit different churches. I have a lot of friends in all these different denominations, praise God. And uh, we all worship the same God, obviously. And so I visit and I love it. I get blessed in a lot of different churches and um, different denominations. And that's one of the things, things I love about Sunrise Bible Mission is that it is interdenominational. It's, this, is a, this is a mission about what really counts. It's a mission about the Lord, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. And I mean, what more do you need? I mean, really, that's really the basics of it, right? I love it there. Uh, I just love it. I love the fact that um, no matter how much a person doesn't maybe want to be there, I know that ultimately they want to be there because I can see the doors open right behind there. You just can walk out anytime you want. This is not a prison. You choose to be, I mean, you maybe there's bad, you know, you're like, oh, I kind of am in a situation where I feel like if I go out there, then, uh, you know, some maybe some some repercussions are going to happen I don't want to deal with, so I'm going to stay here. And I, and I think that's, Hey, listen, man. Uh, we got to make decisions for ourselves. Everyone's, everyone. As I said before, as I was praying before, give the people what they want. I do believe we're going to get what we want. Whatever you want, you're going to get it. You want the Lord, you're definitely going to get it. You don't want the Lord, you're definitely not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You, he's going to give you whatever you're looking for. You know, and uh, and if you really want it, right? See, if you really not, if you eh, I kind of I want, I think I want the Lord. No, no, no. You got to really want the Lord, right? Sometimes, like men, I would speak to. Looks like mostly men there. I, I can't tell completely, but but because you guys are a little bit fuzzy on this end. So you know, us men, for the most part, you know, we see a beautiful woman, say, "I want that woman, man. I want that one." Those ones are pretty, but that's the one I want. And when a man thinks like that, he will do anything to get that woman. Who knows what I'm talking about? I mean, there are a lot of men that are like, I mean, you might not be that kind of man, but you know someone that is that kind of man. You know a bunch of people that are that kind of man. 
They are going to do whatever they can to get that woman. They're going to do whatever it takes to get that woman. That's what the Lord, that she, but are we willing to be like that to get in a relationship with the Lord? This is a great question. Only you know the answer to that, you know? So I know for myself, I'm very into being loyal. I grew up family and loyalty. These are very big things that I grew up with. It's, in, it's ingrained in me. I think the Lord wrote it on my heart, but I also had very good examples of it and continue to have good examples of it. So, so when I think of the Lord, how he has helped me. So Now, here's the difference, right? You guys out there, you may have, ne- you may have never felt the Lord's touch, or you, he may never have, you may feel like he never helped you before. He, you may feel like you asked the Lord for something, he didn't answer you. You may feel like you asked the Lord, and, and, and he let you down. I know people like that. There's a lot of people like that. And um, if you feel like that, that's okay. You feel the way you feel. That's the truth. Truth will make you free. What I'm saying to you is I don't feel like that. That's not how I feel. You feel that way. I don't feel that way. I felt differently before I came to the Lord because I, I you know, before I came to the Lord, I was very confused and I, I didn't, I, I was confused. That's the best way to put it. And I was living a very kind of wild life, okay? Wild life. Don't have to get into details. You know what I'm talking about in general when I say wildlife. So uh, I came to a point where I didn't want to live anymore, you see, because I, I just, I, and, you know, you could say, well, why? I mean, you had a lot going for you, and I did. I had a lot going for me, but, man, I'll tell you, if you can't sleep and you're anxious all the time and your heart's beating like crazy all the time and you feel like you're losing control of your own brain and your own self and you're tormented, well, if that happens enough, eventually I have learned from my own experience, eventually, at least in my experience, I felt like, what? I mean, this, this is never going to end. No matter what I tried, it didn't seem to help it. No matter what I did, I couldn't seem to feel peaceful or be content. I was always angry or upset or confused or whatever. I mean, a whole bunch of bad things. At that time, right? At that time. So I cried out to the Lord, and, and I did hear the Lord's voice. And I, I, I mean, I really cried out in desperation. I was, I was at, my, at the end of the rope, really. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what happened to me. So anyways, you guys, we all have our own stories, don't we? And, um, but if I was here speaking to you 31 years ago, I wouldn't have any of these things to say to you. I, wouldn't, I couldn't talk about the Lord like this. I can speak about the Lord because I have spent time seeking the Lord. And going back to going back to um, loyalty, okay? Loyalty, the idea of loyalty, right? In the Bible, it's very clear. There were 10 lepers, 10 of them, 10 of them that got healed or blind. It was lepers, I think. Whatever it was, doesn't matter. 10 people get healed by the Lord. One of them comes back to say thank you. Think about that. 10%. One of the 10 come back to say thank you. I have seen this. I have seen people get healed, and I've seen people walk out the church door or wherever the heck we were, and you never see them again. Now, does that mean they weren't thankful for the rest of their life? Uh, No, that doesn't mean that. I don't know that. I don't know that. But I have observed that people, they, uh, they get what they want. They come to the church. They get what they want. They never come back. You know, does that mean they left the Lord? No, I'm not saying that. I don't know what happened there. 
Of course, I don't know, right? So, you know, um, I have been at the mission uh, for 20 years. I've seen a lot of healing and deliverance and people's lives change in the very seats you're in. I've seen miracles in the very seats that you, you're sitting in right now, right on the ground, on the earth that, that is under your feet right now. The Lord has healed many people right there. You're in a holy place. You're in, I call it a holy place. It's, uh, it's, you don't know it. I call it the nowhere place. The nowhere place. You have entered the nowhere place. You know why I call it the nowhere place? I can see the time's whittling down. I call it the nowhere place because I know people from a lot of churches, and I've been in that community a long time. I know a lot of people in, in the South Florida community. I'm involved in a lot of things, in this, not just religiously. I'm a, I'm, I play semi-professional baseball. I'm very involved in music. I'm involved in a lot of ways. doesn't matter. point is I know a lot of people. I, they, I tell them, I'm going to Sunrise Bible Mission. Where? I mean, no one knows where, I mean, even in South Florida, no one knows where, I, I say no one, but obviously there's a few churches that, that help out there. They would know. Teachers know. But in general, at least in the circles that I'm in, and I know I'm in a lot of circles, no one has ever, no one has ever heard, I'm, and I mean nobody. Now, some of you might be from Camden, New Jersey, or from Tennessee. I don't know where you're from. You might be from wherever you're from. Or you might be from Fort Lauderdale. Even if you're from Fort Lauderdale, it's a miracle you're there because no one even knows the place exists that I know. How did God put you in this place? How did you land in this place? See, we, we had a hand raise of, of angels. You know, there are, you know, God is helping us. You are being, you might not think you're being helped. You may not feel like you're being helped, but I can tell you because I know. Because I've seen it. I've been around I've seen it in my own life, and I've been around people in those seats for 20 years. The Lord is helping you right now. You might feel like the Lord is not helping you. You might feel like the Lord doesn't care about you. But I'm telling you right now, I really believe, and I know, and I wouldn't be wait. Listen, I wouldn't be wasting my. This would I would I don't like to waste time. I would consider this a waste of time to speak to you today, or any day. Okay, so you know, you are in a very special place. I want to leave on this. I want to leave with this thought. The manger was a nowhere place. Jesus was born in a nowhere place. No one knew about that place. We, we, I don't even know if we know where that is. Maybe we do. He was, he was, he was born with the animals. There was no room at the end. We know the story. He was born with Animals. He was put in a manger. In Italian, that na that word manja. If anyone's Italian, I don't know, or knows that language. Manja means to eat. My grandmother used to say manja, Jeffrey manja, meaning eat, Jeffrey eat. You know, if the baby's not fat in our in our tradition, the, the baby's sick. Keep that baby fat. So they want you to eat. The grandmothers want you to eat so you could be healthy, right? So. Manger is a very similar word, the root of the word. It's where the animals ate. Jesus was put where the animals ate. We know this. Jesus was put in the trough. Okay, so God doesn't think like us. He has these places that are sacred and powerful. And you're in one. I've witnessed it. Okay, so I just want to share those thoughts. I, I, I again ask for your prayer. I got to go. You got to go. 
And um, God bless you. And with God's help, I'll see you next week. All right? Take care, everybody. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. God bless everybody. Okay.